0: hello
1: welcome back
0: i'm stacy and that's pete
1: and this is the we don't want to grow up podcast
0: (laughs) so i have a question for you all right do you know what today is
1: It's our anniversary. It's
0: our anniversary. <laughs> it's, our anniversary. <laughs> it's our anniversary, not our wedding anniversary. Nope. Although that is around the corner. Mm-hmm. Today, the day that this episode releases, October seventeenth, is we don't want to grow ups two year anniversary. Two
1: years.
0: Two what? Two solid years of podcasting.
1: Oh my gosh!
0: How many episodes have we put out?
1: Let's see. I think. Well, are we counting just?
0: Counting just like up to today's. I don't know if we count re-releases. We've only done like four or five of those.
1: I don't know. It's close to 200. I'm going to be honest with you. My numbering system has gone through a few (laughs) different versions. Since I've been keeping track of the normal episodes, it's 152 that we've recorded. But then we have, you know, after school specials. We have the challenge. We have the real world. We have Patreon.
0: Oh, the real world homecoming.
1: Yes. So we have a lot.
0: Yeah. Well, if you count Patreon, then there's definitely over 200 episodes we've done.
1: Oh, easily over 200 without Patreon.
0: Because there's more than 40 on Patreon. Absolutely. And they're a lot of fun. You should check them out. Check them out. (laughs) We actually, we just did for our pilots on Patreon series, we just did Charmed and Supernatural. And we've been discussing scary stories to tell in the dark.
1: One of my favorite episodes.
0: It has been so much fun. Pete did some really fun special effects for spooky season. (laughs) So I recommend checking them
1: out. Please do. And thank you to everyone that has been listening for whatever period of time that it has been. Because two years is a long time. And I don't know if we have anybody that's been here for the whole two years. I'm sure we have a few that have been here since the beginning. So (laughs) thank you to everyone. And a special shout out to those that have been here from the beginning.
0: Yes. All of those who listened to those first few episodes of ours and stuck with us. (laughs) Troopers. You are the real heroes here. Yeah. But I mean, listen, we always had positive intentions with our podcast. And I think we've always been funny. (laughs) You know, we just didn't quite know how to give facts without directly reading off of our outline. right? You know what I mean? Like I hear it on podcast all the time.
1: I'll say this. There was never a time when we were recording or putting an episode out that I was like embarrassed of what we were doing. Occasionally I go back and just like, oh, wish we would have done that differently. Yeah. But still, it's good stuff.
0: It is. And I mean, obviously some people like it. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm sure there have been plenty of people that started listening and when they were like, eh, not for me, but we've only seen growth. It's really fun when you think about like how we were excited the first time we hit 1,000 downloads. And I think that took us like a month and a half to get to.
1: Yeah, I think you're right.
0: And now, you know, we get that in a day. Mm-hmm. Easy.
1: Easy. Surpass it in some days.
0: That's right. So, yeah, I mean, we still have a long way to go. Sky's the limit.
1: Yeah, there's a lot more content to cover. A lot more great content to cover.
0: But for, you know, two people who had never done this before, who just wanted to have fun and spread a little light
1: What did you call us? Podcast babies or something like that? Yeah, we
0: were podcast babies.
1: Say it real cute.
0: We were just podcast babies. (laughs) 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 You know, we're doing well. But with all of the, you know, whatever minor success that we've seen, the most exciting part of it and the most rewarding part of it are, you know, the people that we've met and, you know, the nice feedback that we get from people.
1: Yeah, it's like this tends to spark very similar memories for people that it does for us, right? Mm-hmm. That to me, like when we get some kind of a note, an email or a review, whatever it is, that's like, oh, man, you guys made me think of this or, or that or whatever it was. That's like perfect for me. It's exactly what I was hoping for when we set out to what I thought was a serial podcast, as in <laughs> serial you ate.
0: It wasn't a serial podcast.
1: Those were my fears.
0: We talked about movies and cartoons in our first episode, so I don't know what you're talking about. Just because we talked about cereals in the first episode. I
1: was just worried. <laughs> so happy that we branched out from just cereal.
0: You know what makes me laugh? What? Is when we talk to certain family members. No, yeah. Not naming any names, but this just happened when we we were just visiting family in New York yeah. recently. And someone said to me, like, you <laughs> You can just tell the ones that only listened to, like, the first episode we dropped and never listened to anything else. Right. Where they just kind of brought up how we talk about cereal. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, we haven't talked about cereal since, like, episode five.
1: Yes, it's been a little bit.
0: <laughs> and there a have little been bit. 200 episodes, you know? So it's just kind of funny. <laughs> but I didn't say anything. <laughs> well, it's been a fun two years.
1: I agree. What an adventure.
0: And here's to year number three.
1: That's right. Here we go.
0: All right. On with the show. The show being My So-Called Life.
1: So we are on episode four, Father Figures. So this aired September 15th, 1994.
0: So in this episode, Angela and Patty are both basically dealing with their daddy
1: issues. Mm -hmm.
0: Angela is struggling with the fact that she knows her dad's cheating on her mom. She's been holding it in.
1: And Patty has to deal with her dad, who she inherited the print shop from, which is now being audited by the IRS.
0: Lots of adult stress in this episode.
1: Yes. And I think as we mentioned at the end of the last My So-Called Life episode, this one is not one of our favorites.
0: No, definitely not. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Though, like you said, there are good moments to it.
0: There are, for sure. And, you know, no episode left behind.
1: No, we can't skip any.
0: So there were a few new characters this episode. We had a young Kaylee Cuoco playing a young Angela. That's right. She's the one who's like, Daddy's home.
1: <laughs> and we get Paul Dooley as Patty's dad, Chuck.
0: Also, I believe this is the first time we see Jordan's friend Shane, played by Jared Leto's brother, Shannon Leto, who co founded the band Thirty Seconds to Mars with Jared. Still in it. He's a drummer.
1: Yeah. Coat telling right on his brother. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at Shannon's IMDB and like, he's not been in much, but he's also in Prefontaine oh. with Jared Leto. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. So favorite moments. you going to kick us off.
0: Okay. My first favorite moment is a very small moment. Rayanne's hanging out with Angela in her bedroom and Graham comes to tell her that her mom's there. And she's like, I gotta find my sock because it's Ricky's. <laughs> I just love the fact that she's wearing Ricky's sock.
1: Right. Like, of course she is.
0: Right. She's always wearing like a hodgepodge of clothing items anyway. So I think she just like grabs random stuff and puts it on.
1: Right. Like I don't think her outfits are planned. No. Right. Like or not just supposed goes, to be. She
0: just goes with it when yes. when the inspiration hits. Right. She puts it on.
1: She's an artiste. <laughs> yes. All right. My first favorite moment when Angela walks in on Graham and Patty and we get this line after she finds out they're getting audited. Why? Did you lie about something? Why are you looking at me? Nobody lied. I think it kind of sets the tone for this episode where Graham's like, Why are you looking at me? And Angela's very suspicious of him overall. Yes. So it's good. And then it's like Angela's now old enough to understand that they might have done something wrong. Yeah. They're not perfect.
0: And she knows he's not. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, she's definitely like, you know, we talked about this in some previous episodes, how it was bugging us that she hadn't vocalized Mm -hmm. how this was affecting her, knowing what her dad was doing. And so it's finally like bubbling to the surface now.
1: She can only hold it in for so long.
0: Yeah. My next favorite moment. This is after Graham has given his Grateful Dead tickets to Angela and Ryan, basically trying to score some cool points. right? And also because Patty doesn't want him to go. But Angela is an English class and she gets partnered with Jordan Catalano to diagram sentences. And as they're working, she just kind of casually pulls the tickets out of her backpack and is just like looking at them, flipping them over, like trying to get his attention. And yeah. she's just like tickets for the Grateful
1: Dead concert. Not that I like the Grateful Dead that much. But. Tickets in my hand. Oh, where'd these come from? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was just kind of funny because she's not really into the dead. Right. But I think she was testing him out to see if he thought that was a cool thing, you know? And then he's like, Meh. I can sell those. Yeah. You know, he just has money signs in his eyes. Right.
1: <laughs> this did lead us down a little bit of a rabbit hole where we were like, remember diagramming sentences? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we went and like watched some some YouTube videos on it. Yeah. And we've now found out that they don't do that anymore. Right. They, they've retired diagramming sentences.
0: I just want to know what they do in English class.
1: Yeah, that's like all we did in like fourth grade was draw those stupid triangles and the lines and the lines under the lines, the diagonal lines, the <laughs> and thing. Oh, I hated it. <laughs> it was like the first time I thought in school, when am I going to use this ever? Right. And the correct answer was Never. Never. <laughs> Number two on my list, after that scene with Jordan Catalano, Angela scalps the dead tickets. Like, this was such an out of bounds move when you look at it from the perspective of her dad and from Rayanne.
0: Yeah, Rayanne's like, he gave those tickets to both of us.
1: Right. She was really upset with her. When Graham found out, he was really upset and rightfully so. And all of it just despite her dad. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Okay, my third moment. This whole interaction where Angela is asking her parents if Rayanne can stay for dinner. So can Rayanne still stay for dinner?
1: Yes, yes.
0: Just checking. And she leaves and Graham is like... "Do you see that?
1: Do you hear that? Just checking. Do you notice that tone that she takes with me now? I didn't notice anything. (sighs) Something's not right between her and me. She acts so... Uh, distant with this sort of silent contempt
0: and patty's like graham she adores you and i've got dibs on her silent contempt okay so this had me thinking about my relationship with my parents and it's already been clear over the last few episodes patty definitely feels like graham is the you know, it's like good cop, bad cop. He's the thing. favorite. Yeah, Graham's the favorite. But, you know, obviously it's bothering Graham because he can tell Angela is hostile towards him. Right. So, like, I was just thinking if there was, you know, one parent that I held on a pedestal more and one that I, like, butted heads with more. And I mean, I, I think... It was definitely not to this degree, right? Like, I didn't have, like, major issues with my mom or dad when I was a teenager. I definitely butted heads with my dad, more so, like, when I was getting ready to go into college. Right. And I think a lot of that was the summer after my senior year before going into college because I started getting a little more rebellious and feeling like I'm about to be on my own. And I think he was still kind of trying to show, you know, who was boss. Right. Like, telling me I needed to go to bed and not be up. On AOL chat all night. (laughs) And I was just like, I'm about to not even be living here.
1: Right. Like, this is over as far as you controlling me.
0: (laughs) Right. But I still lived under his roof at that point. Right. But also, again, like I've said before, there were many worse things I could have been doing besides Mm -hmm. staying up all night.
1: You were a good kid. (laughs) Yeah.
0: But yeah, like my mom and I never really had any issues, you know? So, I, I mean, I guess... I guess I was closer to my mom, although like my dad and I, as I became an adult, like always had really like deep conversations and things like that. I never wanted to disappoint either of them.
1: Sure. That makes sense.
0: So I don't feel like I really had that like rebellious period of time.
1: I cannot say the same thing. Yeah. (laughs) If you picture a couple of giant horned rams on top of a mountain, like majestically Plowing into each other and (laughs) one of them going flying off the side of the mountain. That was my relationship with my mother.
0: Yes. (laughs) I knew you were going to say that.
1: And that started probably, you know, 16 or so. So a little earlier than you. I just wanted the ability to make my own choices. And that did not jive. That was not hip, man. (laughs) (laughs) And so it caused problems. Yeah. But, you know, I remain a very independent person at times. And that uh, was about the time that it started. And it's like, you know, my stepfather had to work a lot. So it's like we didn't have an opportunity to butt heads. You know, my mom was there for the for the front lines. Yeah. And of course, since I have a stepdad, my father, I would see him on the weekends. And it was just party time over there. I
0: was going to say, like, <laughs> I feel like he was the cool dad. Yeah, know. he's like,
1: you know, he was encouraging me to go enjoy myself and do that kind of stuff. Yeah. But yeah, so very different. Do what kind of stuff? I mean, I would go to the bar with him. I would (laughs) ride motorcycles. Well, I'd ride on the the back of motorcycles and, you know, among other things.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Your dad is still cool to this day.
1: Super cool. My mom's cool too. She's She's, loosened up. She's hip man. She's now hip man. (laughs) If she's listening, she'll probably vehemently disagree with me. (laughs) But once again, I'm right because it's our show. (laughs) (laughs) My next favorite moment. When Graham has to go up and tell Angela that he needs those tickets back, you can watch Angela getting very uncomfortable, yeah. which is fantastic. Great bit of acting. But then she just hardcore lies to her dad about not having the tickets any longer, runs out. It's like, I got to go with Rayanne. runs out the door because she doesn't know what to do. And then Patty like yells at Graham and all this kind of stuff. But it's all based off of a lie yeah. from Angela because she gets very, very nervous about what she did. <laughs>
0: She's like, oh, sh-.
1: <laughs> yeah, she's squirming.
0: OK, my next moment, also a small moment. But when Patty's like angry at Graham for giving Angela these tickets, she's going to be out late on a school night only with Ryan's mother, who mm-hmm. she doesn't see as responsible. And Graham's excuses. Look, I saw
1: the Grateful Dead when I was 15 years old. It was one of the eight best nights of my life.
0: What I love about that is, we talk about this all the time, about how watching my so-called life back now, you know, with Patty and Graham younger than we are now, which is so wild. Right. But you can kind of hear 30-something-year-old in him that's, like, feeling nostalgic about his memories going to concerts and stuff when he was 15. Mm -hmm. And it just made me smile and also made me think about, like, The eighth, the best night of my life. I'm like, I want to know what one through seven were.
1: Yeah, it's great that he's got it thought out, right? Yeah. Like, it's not the the best night of my life. He's already got a list. (laughs) And this was number eight. So you're right. But it would be great to find out what one through seven are.
0: Right. I mean, I assume it's like, you know, marriage and having babies.
1: Sure. You figure three or four of them. So. Well, it's like the day I met Patty. Oh. The day we got yeah. married, my two kids, blah, 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 blah. Just <laughs> kidding. Uh, but that still leaves three.
0: Right. So what were the other ones?
1: I bet you he got a Camaro when he was 16. Yeah. And that is number five.
0: Whenever he lost his virginity.
1: Number six. And the seventh and final thing on Graham's list is a toy he got when he was seven.
0: <gasps> Ooh. That's a good guess. Like a Red rider BB gun.
1: Red rider BB gun. Or a Zeppelin. <laughs> Yay, a Zeppelin. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know if I could come up with, I mean, I'm sure I could if I really thought about it, but like eight best nights of my life.
1: Nights or moments?
0: Well, he said nights, so that's okay. why I'm saying that. I mean, moments I would part, maybe be so a little easier. Yeah.
1: I was thinking moments. I missed a homework assignment. <laughs> you did. As you do. <laughs> eight great nights from your life.
0: Most of mine would probably revolve around concerts as well, aside from like our wedding reception.
1: Blah, 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 blah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you were too wasted to remember our wedding reception.
1: <laughs> I remember the beginning of it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but like, I mean, I don't know. Can you think of
1: eight some of your faves? Yeah, sure.
0: <laughs> this is without prior thoughts. So. This is
1: without prior thoughts. So, yeah, I mean, one of mine would probably be a concert. Um, Two of them happened in high school. They're very memorable. What were they? Uh, it was after senior prom that I did not attend. But the night afterwards, all the parties were very, very memorable.
0: Okay. Maybe we should think on these more and come back with another episode about our-
1: We could. Yes, we'll save it. Because I just thought of three more. Of our
0: lives. Oh, you did? Yes.
1: So I'll, I'll save them for the show.
0: All right. If we don't talk about the eight best nights of our lives coming up in the next- couple of weeks somebody reach out and remind us
1: couple of weeks what are you talking about this is spooky season that's content for later
0: well yeah I mean a couple of weeks spooky season will be over
1: sad right so we're not gonna spend a spooky season episode
0: I know we're not okay okay if we have not come back with the eight best nights of our lives by March by New Year's New Year's yeah New Year's
1: you are aggressive
0: <laughs> <laughs> then reach out and let us know sufficient sufficient all right
1: agreed. All right, my next favorite moment, a small one. But this is the first time we really see Krakow being jealous of Catalano. Yes. And his relationship with Angela, our budding relationship.
0: I love when he says, it's when they're in the car, right? Yes. He's like,
1: look, it's my car. I think I have a right to know. Does this involve Jordan Catalano?
0: We saw him be jealous a little bit when he had spread the rumor about Jordan and Angela mm-hmm. in the last episode she said something like why would you be upset right. or whatever and he doesn't tell her exactly. so they get interrupted or something like that so like that was his first time showing that he had feelings for her mm-hmm. but it wasn't vocalized but as a as a watcher if you're someone who catches those little moments then you know he has feelings for her right but yeah this is the first time we get him being like Meh. although he kind of was
1: A little bit before this, but I feel like this, to me, was a bit more overt, this particular moment.
0: Yeah, because before it's like he's talking about her going to a party and he's like, is Jordan Catalano going to be there?
1: Yeah, so I mean, maybe this isn't the very first time, but...
0: Still, it's one of those moments. Yes, it is. Okay, my final favorite moment, which also has to do with Brian, it's after Angela storms out. When she's so mad at Graham for asking for the tickets back, she's pretending like she's gone to the concert and she's hiding out in Brian's car because he's left the door open and she's just in the back seat. And they get out and walk, and you see that she's cold. And Brian offers her his sweater, which you think is a sweet gesture mm-hmm. because she is cold and like, She just has on this little thin long sleeve shirt, which actually reminded me of like a gap shirt that I had. It's just gray, very plain. And then she puts on his sweater and, you know, it just looks so warm and cozy. And then he ruins it by saying, try not to sweat into it, you know? And she's just like, oh, why do you say things like that? Right. It's like, she's even saying like, you just ruined this nice moment Mm -hmm. by saying something like that.
1: We are never going to be together, (laughs) Krakow, not after tonight. (laughs) Okay, my final favorite moment, also Krakow related, towards the very end of the episode when Graham is trying to get Krakow to help him with the gutter, and Krakow is not having any of it. He's not (laughs) going to help him. Just straight ignores him when he's off there in the street playing, you know, doing his thing, having none of Graham. Angela does eventually help him because, you know, she can't say no when she comes outside.
0: I mean, he is her father. Yes. And she knows she's in trouble. Big trouble. Did you have any least favorite moments in the episode?
1: I had one that's kind of a combo, right? I do like the fact that we get a bit more backstory about Ricky, but we just find out, you know, it's about his dad and that he's scared of him. And that's that's the part that's hard, you know?
0: Yes. I liked seeing the difference between like, you know, Angela is so upset about what her dad has done. But Ryan and Ricky both have very different situations with their dads. So, you know, they're just like laughing at her that she's so upset that he is talking to another woman or whatever. They're like, Angela comes from a two parent home.
1: (laughs) 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 What about your least favorite?
0: So it's just annoying, the fact that Graham is so perplexed as to why he's getting these angry vibes from Angela. Like, hello, you know that she walked up when you were on the phone the other night. Right. You hoped she didn't hear you, but put two and two together, bro.
1: Yeah. You know exactly what you were saying and what you were talking about, and you turned around and she was standing there. You should assume she heard the whole thing, Graham, big dummy.
0: (laughs) But I'm sure, you know, he's not going to be like, did you hear me on the phone the other night? Right.
1: What did you just hear? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's dig into the fashion. What did you see? What did you like? (laughs) What did you want?
0: If you all could see what he's doing with his hands right now.
1: Very seductive right
0: now. First of all, Rayanne is wearing a striped tank top with brown pants. And the tank top has like browns and burgundies and stuff. And then she has barrettes in her hair like all of us 80s kids wore. Little plastic barrettes that came back in the 90s is like a quirky thing for teenagers to wear.
1: They, the little like snap ones? Yes. Yeah.
0: Like pastel colors, like mm-hmm. a duck and a dog and things like that.
1: Right. So, Angela at the very beginning of the episode had like this Aztec themed sweater over a flannel dress. Like nothing matched. No. I would not have gone outside in something like that. It's too <laughs> adventurous for me.
0: So, a mom look. Patty is wearing a velvet vest with embroidery on it over a button-down with a long, floral, flowy skirt.
1: Boring. (laughs) (laughs) Krakow had that sweater that you'd mentioned, right? But he had on some sweet Arizona jeans. And that sweater was also a turtleneck. Yes. It was very chunky.
0: Very chunky sweater, yeah.
1: And like you said, very thick and very cozy.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. We got to see my favorite baby doll dress and purple tights on Angela again. Also another mom look, Patty's navy suit with the long-sleeved striped shirt under.
1: Rayanne had on quite the tie-dyed shirt.
0: She did. This was after she had gone to the Dead concert because she still ended up going. And along with her shirt, she had her hair in braids. And I love how she always has the one long strand curled that would wrap around the braid perfectly.
1: I did not notice that.
0: Pay attention. I'm sure she does it again. Yeah. Uh, she was also wearing Converse high tops. And I noticed because there's a shot where Angela is looking under the bathroom stall and you see her shoes, that she had some writing or drawings on them. And it made me smile because I also used to do that to my Converse. Did you? My friends and I would write and draw on my shoes, like on the the white part. Like not the sole, like not the bottom, but on the sides.
1: Would everybody do that or would they all just write on your shoes?
0: I think some people probably wrote on theirs as well. But I had friends that would write on mine, like when we were in class. So cool. So cool.
1: I never did that. (laughs) I don't think I ever owned Converse.
0: I went through a phase where I had several different pairs so I could have several different colors. Ooh. The green ones were my fave.
1: Fashion accessories.
0: Yes. And recently, right before we started our podcast, I went through a box that was at my mom's house that had a bunch of them in there.
1: And what happened?
0: Well, I gave a pair to my niece that were still in great condition. Mm -hmm. They were like a like a khaki color. Okay. I'm not sure if she wore them or not. I'm pretty sure I asked her like, if you end up not wanting these, give them back to me. Right. Please. But she may just want to keep them because you know, they're vintage. They are they are from the nineties.
1: Actual vintage.
0: But I feel like I got rid of my other ones. I don't know. I still don't feel like I would have done that even yeah. before this. Right. But I have not run across them again. So if I kept them and brought them back here. They're hidden. They're hidden somewhere.
1: We'll go with hidden. <laughs>
0: Just a few more things. So at one point, rae is wearing this like cream color crocheted beanie that's too small for her head. Mm -hmm. But then she's also wearing what looks like sweater leggings or tights. It's probably tights that kind of match the hat.
1: Okay. Wouldn't those be really hot or were they?
0: Well, if it's cold outside, then it keeps you warm.
1: Inside the school, though, it's not going to be cold.
0: Maybe. Well, I mean, they're in...
1: Pennsylvania. Yeah. So it's
0: probably cold out.
1: All right. All right. Fair enough.
0: Also, we see her grape earrings, bunches of grapes, as earrings. Mm-hmm. And then also Angela has this purple nightgown with a moon on it, like that's a gold. And it, it was just a reminder of how we were very into celestial things in the 90s. Were we? Some of us were. Okay. Yes. The, the suns and the moons and the stars. A lot of bedroom decor displayed these things. Okay. Amongst clothing and jewelry and candles
1: and- The fashion piece it was everywhere. missed me. Yes. Okay. Did anything else like spark any memories, your signs of the time?
0: Well, one of the things I wanted to mention, because we were talking about this in the last episode when they were passing notes, that mm. we were going to ask our nieces and nephews who are in high school, if anybody still writes notes. I was like, do your friends write notes? Do you write notes to your boyfriend or girlfriend? Mm-hmm. The overall consensus. Yes. A resounding. No. 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 It's very upsetting. It is upsetting. And I got opinions from two of our nephews who are 17, our niece who is 17, and then our other niece who is 22 now. But, you know, I was like, well, she was in high school uh, slightly closer to when we were. So I was like, I just wanted to know, like, when did the change happen? I mean, Uh I'm assuming the change happened when people got cell phones and texting became an option. right? So, yeah, everybody was kind of like, no, I mean, sometimes if you're just trying to be funny. <laughs> it was like a like a joke. <laughs> like, oh, ha joke. Ha, let's write a note. You know, it's like if they can't have a phone, they just wait until, you know, I think you had said like, they just wait till they have their phone.
1: How patient of them. I <laughs> couldn't wait.
0: I know. That's about the only time that they show patience over what we went through. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's <laughs> true. But anyway, it did. It made me kind of sad to see that. I mean, I think one of them had said like, Something that was sort of like a love letter, maybe, like Mm -hmm. has been given to him. Okay. But not like passing notes in school, I guess.
1: Listen, that and the folding of the notes has become a lost art, apparently. Yeah. It's gone, as is diagramming sentences.
0: (laughs) Writing notes was much more fun. So there's a moment on the show where they're all like in the living room. Angela and Danielle are doing their homework Patty's like looking through the paperwork. Graham's doing something work-wise. It's like they're all doing their homework and there's no TV on, no radio on. It's just silent. Very odd. It creeped me out. Yeah. I just was like, we never had moments like that in my household. Like TV was always on somewhere. You know, my parents watch TV too. Right. <laughs> so the TV was always on in the evening. Like I did my homework in my bedroom. Me too. And... The TV was on even while we were eating dinner. You couldn't really see it from the kitchen, although my dad would sometimes turn around (laughs) and see the TV. like The news would usually be on at that Mm -hmm. time.
1: I would also do my homework up in my bedroom mainly if I had homework. I didn't come home with a lot of homework. I was always stressed out if I had homework to do at home. But if I had to write a paper or something like that, usually I had the TV on. There wasn't a lot of silence in my house. Yeah. So yeah, I, I did not identify with this scene.
0: Yeah. So if you had that situation going on at your house, let me know. I want to know. I feel like it's probably, you know, a real thing. I mean, we were just staying with with your brother and sister-in-law and I feel like it was a lot more time away from the TV.
1: Yes. Not a lot of focus on it.
0: Yeah. Which is good.
1: It is good. I mean, I'm not going to do it, but it's good.
0: Right. (laughs) (laughs) But you could tell like the kids were used to that. Like you come home and have family time, eat dinner, whatever, do your homework. Right. And maybe at the end of the day, you have time for TV, Mm -hmm. but you know, their kitchen is away from their living room. A lot of houses today have that open concept where like we do, where TV is in the room where the kitchen is.
1: Yeah. It's all part of the same line of sight. Right. So you're not getting away from it if it's on.
0: Yeah. But growing up for me, it it wasn't that way. Like I said, you could kind of peek. Like my dad was the only one who could kind of see it. (laughs) (laughs) That was probably on purpose. It
1: probably was. (laughs) (laughs) So then we get this scene where the teacher is telling Catalano.
0: You're a good kid, okay? Just give me the Walkman, please. I, I don't have a Walkman. You, All right, I'll, I'll give it back to you after school. Just I give me the Catalano, give Walkman. Catalano, give her the stupid Walkman. <laughs>
1: Which, I mean, maybe that would be cell phones now?
0: Probably, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Rayanne walks by. She's just like, give her the Walkman.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's just annoyed.
0: But also, I mean, it's like, ugh, he's just listening to music.
1: Right. Is it so, that big of a deal? And it's
0: between classes. Who cares?
1: Yeah. They must have had some kind of school rule because people weren't putting their Walkmans down or Maybe something. so, yeah. Nobody was answering when they were in the hall. So like, no more Walkmans in the hall.
0: <laughs> this isn't really a sign of the times, but I just had to point out that, I mean, I don't know what would have happened if this show had gone on longer than one season, mm-hmm. right? But it, I was kind of unsure about the vibe between Rayanne and Graham. Yeah. Like, it felt flirty a little bit when they're like cooking together in the kitchen. I mean, I feel like it could go either way. It could be because she doesn't have a father figure in her life and Graham's just nice.
1: I feel like she's definitely, you know, either attracted to him or heavily paying attention to him.
0: Yeah. I mean, even the next day at school, she tells Angela that her dad's attractive. And she and Ricky are like discussing his stubble. And (laughs) Angela's like, he doesn't have stubble. (laughs) But it's just one of those things where it's like, I feel like if there had been a season two. Hmm. That could have been a possibility, especially in the 90s.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: That's not something I think they would touch on now. You don't think so? I mean, maybe if she would turned 18 or senior year. Yeah. Which she would have.
1: I guess, yes, she would have. But. Season three?
0: You saw that a lot. Yeah, maybe season three. But, <laughs> you know, you saw that a lot more back then, like, even teenagers having relationships with teachers and stuff right, like that. Right, I don't feel like they really well, do that. These, I mean, I'm not saying it doesn't happen. Right. But I feel like they don't, like glamorize it.
1: Yes, I think that's a big thing. And maybe that's an outcome of that, like how prevalent it got. It seemed like either it was found and reported a lot more or it just happened a lot more Mm -hmm. after I got out of school. It never happened when I was in school. But then I felt like in the early 2000s, it just kind of exploded as far as like teacher-student relationships was all the time. You're like, what is going on here?
0: I mean, I knew it happening.
1: In your school? Yeah. Wow. There was rumors in mine, but I think it was just because it was like an attractive teacher. And then it was like guys would start the rumor. Mm. So I never put a lot of validity in it. But who knows?
0: Well, I know. (laughs) hmm. Yeah. Like there were some younger, some younger male teachers and maybe one was like a sub. Those people were, I knew them because they had gone to school with my sister. Right. And my sister's eight and a half years older than me, as I've said many times. and. You know, I think there were things happening with people who were seniors. No, well, they were 18, but yep. they were still students. And I mean, when you look back at it, it's like the age difference. Well, no, I mean, because it wasn't like they were young. It wasn't like they were 22 fresh out of college. Right. They were a little older than that,
1: like twenty six or something yeah. like that.
0: I don't want to go into more of the details because I feel like if people are listening, they'll they'll know yes. more. But anyway, and then like another friend of mine who didn't I didn't go to school with, but I just became friends with later in life, told me about this kind of sordid affair affair that they had with with you know one of their teachers or coaches or something like that. Wild, I know. So it does happen,
1: absolutely. And you know. I feel like maybe they would have gone there on the show. I don't know. I think you're right.
0: I feel like they would have. Yeah. But who knows? Either way, I felt like, I mean, it honestly could have just been those actors chemistry together. Might have been. But I felt like there was just a vibe. But maybe also because I know he's a cheater, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know,
1: they also might have been doing that on purpose mm-hmm. as like Angela is viewing what's going on there. Right. She's thinking of it through the scope of like, oh. I know my dad was doing this. Yes. Why is he talking to my friend at all?
0: Right. And he's probably just trying to seem cool yes. because they find out they both love the dead. And he's probably like trying to gain points with Angela yes. by being nice to her friend mm-hmm. and trying to bond with her. But she's seeing it in a totally different way. So. Absolutely. It was just interesting. And it's it's funny the things you pick up on the more you watch, where I, I don't think I thought about that before.
1: Me either. Graham and Patty's bed seems so small.
0: It does.
1: <laughs> And maybe it's just because we've had a big bed for so long. I don't know. It would be difficult to routinely sleep in that size of bed. Yes. I need a little bit of space.
0: (laughs) I need a little bit of space.
1: (laughs) You take up like 60%. I get like 40.
0: I just like to spread out.
1: You do like to spread out, (laughs) but towards the center. And then you like to, you know, have your pillows, your blankets. And I get my corner.
0: I like to be close to you. Yes,
1: we're very close.
0: You're acting like you're annoyed by me. And
1: I, I am like not it. annoyed by you at all. It's a wonderful setup in the bed. I love to hold <laughs> hands with you in the bed.
0: I love that too. But it is funny. Like anytime that we, you know, stay with family, it's usually a smaller bed and, and we're just like, oh, hi. <laughs> also, it's way hotter. Like it's so hot temperature wise <laughs> because your bodies are closer. It's right. funny how, how much difference that makes.
1: Yeah. You know? And like when I was younger, I had a tiny bed. You yeah. Know, and- people would sleep in it i just think back i'm like how
0: well even when <laughs> when you and i met yeah
1: years ago i, I mean, think it was a single
0: it was a it was a twin <laughs> a twin
1: yes yes Sorry, twin.
0: uh yeah i mean we fit in there but of we course did? i couldn't do that every night in my wife
1: no it was uh it was scrunched <laughs> <laughs> tight, quarters. tight quarters
0: also when graham and patty are going to bed the tonight show is on with jay leno Patty goes, oh, turn that off. I can't take that guy. I miss Johnny.
1: Sorry, Jay Leno.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that's extremely telling of the time yes. where that was still new. Right. You know, and everybody was used to Johnny Carson being in their household.
1: Mm-hmm. So Patty wants to take her dad to the new restaurant with non nonfat cooking. Like it's this <laughs> new fangled thing.
0: But I, mean, I love that a restaurant specifically for nonfat cooking. Right. You know, so healthy.
1: I don't even know if those exist now. Maybe they do in California or something, but...
0: The 90s was so huge with fat-free... Yes. ...everything. Not that they don't still have that now, but I just remember that being the big driving force behind so many advertisements and stuff. Right, right. I feel like 80s, you'd get a lot of sugar-free stuff, Mm -hmm. and then with the 90s came fat-free. I could be wrong on the timing on all of that, but that's just what it feels like.
1: When did I Can't Believe It's Not Butter come along? Like. Mm. I feel like that was maybe late 80s Could started be. the craze.
0: Could be, yeah. And then you just continued to see the commercials through the 90s. Mhm. Okay. Then there was the moment where Angela is sitting at the table in the kitchen while Patty's like putting groceries away or something and Just Angela's looking at, you know, a teen magazine. I was trying Hmm. to see exactly which magazine it was. I could tell by the pages, you know, it was familiar, but I couldn't tell, you know, they didn't show the cover.
1: Uh, Could have been a YM with her on the cover. Could have been.
0: (laughs) Seventeen magazine. Yeah. Sassy. Jane.
1: How many of those are still around?
0: Uh, Well, I think they still make Seventeen because whenever I post anything Seventeen, like they have an Instagram account so Mm -hmm. I can tag them. But I don't think any of the other ones are... I know Sassy's not. I don't think YM is. I don't think Jane is. Yeah. There's, I mean, Teen Magazine, I don't think. I'm not sure though. I think probably the big ones like Cosmo and Glamour
1: and those are still around. The big ones.
0: Those were always more geared towards adults.
1: Yeah. Something else from the times smoking in the bathroom. Normal. Acceptable.
0: I'm trying to think if I remember that happening at my school.
1: If somebody smoked in our school, if they got caught, they'd be in big trouble. Like, that was not a thing that happened.
0: Yeah. I don't feel like it was a thing that was common. Like, I feel like I have slight recollection of smelling smoke at school sometimes, but I think people were just sneaking it. But I mean, on my so-called life, they are just actively smoking like it's no big deal. Like, it's totally allowed.
1: Yeah, like, they're 26 and they're at a nightclub. Yeah. (laughs) This is the nightclub bathroom. (laughs) People would smoke, but they would go down this one door and go outside real quick and grab a drag. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We had outdoor areas too. I'm sure that happened. I didn't really hang out in those areas. Me
1: either. I would just see people going that way and be like, I know what you're doing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> also, if you went to either of our schools and you actively smoked at the school, let us know.
1: Yes. Or you
0: remember seeing people smoke, fill in the blanks.
1: Was it allowed? If it wasn't allowed, how'd you get away with it?
0: Yeah. It doesn't have to be from our school, from any right. school. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's just this nice moment at the end. You were talking earlier about when Graham is working on the gutters. He has his boombox up there. You have Althea by The Grateful Dead playing, you know, to go along with with the events of the episode. And then, you know, he coaxes Angela to help him. And they kind of break down those walls a little bit. And he asks her what she's been listening to these days.
1: What do you like listening to these days?
0: I don't know, um, Smashing Pumpkins, Rage Against the Machine, Renault for Pyros. Oh yeah, yeah, I
1: love their Christmas album. <laughs>
0: um, Stone Temple Pilots, and I like Billie Holiday.
1: Wait, you like Billie Holiday?
0: Yeah. I just thought that was fun, like especially when she's like Porno for Pyros and he's like, "Oh, I love their Christmas album." <laughs> but then he's like shocked that she knows who Billy Holiday is.
1: Right. It's a good little moment between the two of them.
0: It is. I like it a lot. Yeah. All right, well that is all of our coverage of episode 4, Father Figures. Stay tuned. Coming up in the next week or so, we will be back with episode 5, which is called The Zit.
1: The Zit.
0: I can't wait. Me either. We get a little mother-daughter fashion show. It's a good one.
1: It is. And once again, thank you to everyone for listening. And hopefully you enjoy the podcast. We do this for all of you. We love doing it. We hope you enjoy it.
0: Yes. If you'd like to connect with us, you can find us on Instagram at We Don't Want to Grow Up Pod. You can email us at We Don't Want to Grow Up Pod at gmail.com. You can also find us on TikTok at We Don't Want to Grow Up.
1: We've got our Facebook group, The Cozy Club, fans of We Don't Want to Grow Up.
0: And if you would like to help support the podcast or just have access to 40 plus bonus episodes, you can come over to our Patreon. We're at patreon.com slash we don't want to grow up. You can donate $4 or more per month and that helps support the podcast and what we've got going on. And it also makes us happy. That's right. (laughs) We'll see you next time. Bye bye. Bye. Move mm-hmm.